<laughs> I'm leaving that in, you asshole. <laughs> so that's our intro for this week's show. Hi, I'm Lisa. Hi, I'm Julie. And you were listening to Two Sober Chicks and One Dick in the background. <laughs> that's my friend Karen. <laughs> Sharon's in the shower. And we are broadcasting live from Akron, Ohio. We the are The birthplace here. of AA. Yes. Amazing. We just came fresh from a meeting at the Montrose Group, which mm-hmm. was so warm and welcoming, and it was such an awesome meeting. They were so excited to have visitors. Canucks. Yeah. And may- should we tell them about the secret present that they give you if you're a visitor? Yes. Because then everybody's going to want to go there. Go there. They're going to flood the rooms. Montrose Group in Akron, Ohio. Yeah. We got a special coin. Yes. A special chip. For visitors only. And it was like this beautiful, coppery, brassy medallion. It was amazing. That had the four principles on it or something. It had the... Um, Purity. Oh. I was looking at the other side with the picture, which is the you original... never looked me- at the words? The meeting. <laughs> no, It's hang like on a love, purity... I had it in my pocket. It had the triangle on it. It says, honesty, purity, unselfishness, and love. Isn't that the four tenets of the Oxford group, which was kind of like what our 12 steps were born out of? Sounds good to me. All right, we're going with it. 1935, Akron, and on the other side, it has the uh, picture, the very famous picture of Dr. Bob and Bill meeting AA number three in the hospital, which I think was Fred. Hmm. For some reason, I have that in my head. But we'll find out more when we revisit our history at uh, Dr. Bob's place tamara mm-hmm. in akron ohio so you are listening to two sober chicks in case you didn't know what the fuck you downloaded this is it baby mm-hmm. it's julie and lisa and uh you can find us on social media we've axed twitter because i just couldn't keep up with it and it wasn't there that productive anyway no traffic lisa technically she said we ripped it out <laughs> we ripped out twitter ripped it out it's dead to us you're dead to us twitter um so it's easy to find us on facebook and instagram at the number two sober chicks not just sober chicks because that's something else that's a different page sober chicks the number two sober chicks at gmail.com is our our email email. where you can message us or as some people do julie has uh received some contact from people on instagram too yes i am still fucking with instagram i still fuck it up like i try to take a picture and next thing you know i'm taking a live video of my feet and 20 minutes later i realize i'm still taking a live video of my feet so that's okay i I leave that up to you (laughs) I pretty much manage Instagram. That's you deal with Facebook. That's right. And I haven't really been dealing with it very well lately. But, you know, I try to update people when we do a podcast. Yeah. So there will be a new update tomorrow. Yeah. So we were at this meeting today, tonight. Mm-hmm. And the discussion topic was uh, so free will. Step three, step three, prayer, free will, prayer. Thank and you, Frank, the for that topic comments were amazing but Mm -hmm. there was one woman in particular she said two things i almost fell out of my chair and the first one was my son died at 18 years of age that one no oh okay that one really got me okay good we got different things to talk about a lot of good chairs no she said two things one of them was on her mirror oh yeah she wrote and she looks at it every morning because we're talking about god and handing it over and making a decision to turn our will and our lives over and it says, good morning, Karen. This is God. 
I will be handling all of your problems today. <laughs> I do not need your help. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> and then I can't remember Amazing. which set up of that, like relax or whatever it was. Yeah. And I went, oh my God, that's so good. So you just need to relax. Yeah. We all really love that one. And Sharon leaned over and said, I'm going to write that down. So, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing she said was, when God gives you a no, say thank you because he is preventing you from getting less than his best. Mm, I like that. And I think that applies so much in relationships too. Like we tend to agonize or I have tended to agonize in the past over a relationship that did not work out or a man that was not interested. And when I heard that, I heard basically it was a no because that was not my best for you. It right. may be a best for someone else, right. but it wasn't my best for you. Yeah, and you might think it's the best for you, but clearly it's not. No. Um, we are yeah. often not the best gauge of what's best for us. No. Yeah, that was really good. I liked that. It reminded me of that um, where I got it, uh, something similar was from Maya Angelou, who gave that saying to Oprah when Oprah didn't get like a job that she wanted. And she basically bitch slapped her upside of the head with her words and said, why are you crying, girl? You know, you, you say thank you. And Oprah's like, you didn't hear me. She's like, I heard you. You say thank you. Yeah. And uh, and that's what the story was all about, about saying thank you when you don't get what you want. Because at the end of every gray sky, God has a rainbow mm -hmm. planned for you. So I remember watching a show on TV um, 19 kids and counting for anybody that watches that show. Holy hell. And they're at the uh, Michelle and Jim Bob miscarried. Hmm. And I remember just being f like sobbing because what they said seconds after the miscarriage, like the, the wife, look, Michelle looks up at Jim Bob and they say, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the Lord. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Who has that kind of trust and love and gratitude that at the death of a child in that exact moment, not like years later, like it would take me, it was in that moment of extreme loss and pain. They looked up and they said, you know best. Thank you. That's incredible. That's pretty amazing to me. Yeah. What else was good from the meeting? I, I really enjoyed the woman who talked about the pain of uh, losing someone in her life that was dear to her and what a great loss it was and how AA, you know, and her recovery helped her get through that. And, uh, and then her loss is now something that she um, can share with other people and help them. Yeah. So it's a source of, um, what's the word she used? Anyway, it's a way that she's learned to uh, cope with um given it purpose maybe mm -hmm. the great loss that she mm -hmm. suffered is that she's now able to help other people through similar type losses yeah that you can recover uh and you can stay sober through great loss and great difficulty yeah well she talked about she she lamented for a long time that her son was gone mm. and was not honoring the 18 years that she had with him by being stuck in that place and drinking herself to death and once she finally got the wake-up call of I should be grateful that I had him for 18 years mm. and I want to remember him, not cry over his death. I often think about that too. If I die anytime soon or whoever I leave behind, I really hope people don't shed a lot of tears about me being gone because I don't want my existence in someone's life to be a sad thing. Mm. And I think we get stuck at death a lot. I want someone to remember all the awesome stuff. Yeah. And 
you know, I if even if I die tomorrow, I've lived 42 years. Mm-hmm. That's pretty darn good. Yeah. Not a lot of people get 42 years. That's amazing. Um, one of the other things that was discussed in the meeting was the topic had come up because this gentleman, I think, was having a discussion with a newcomer. And one of the things the newcomer had said was, what about um, loss? Um, uh, about God taking things away from us. Yeah, um, you shared you shared really well. On what that was the point. what was the exact thing that thing that the newcomer had said? Do you remember what he had said? He, um, they were asking about our will and God's will and prayer. Oh yeah. And he said everything he it, believes that whatever happens is supposed to happen. And mm-hmm. someone else who had lost a brother was like, oh, it's God's will. My brother died. Yeah, that's a brutal. That's a brutal statement, and I've actually done that to people in recovery. I've asked that question because that was one of the things that stood in the way of my recovery because I thought, oh, if God's the answer, then I'm fucked, and because I uh, thought that God didn't do things for me and that um, if God really loved me, then why didn't God stop all these bad things from happening or why didn't, uh, you know... um, why did we have to suffer great loss? Why did that woman have to lose her son? You know, and what ha- had helped me come to terms with that and stop being resentful and blaming and being a victim and being full of self-pity was reframing how I looked at that. Um, that it's not God's will that we suffer great losses or that people are taken from us maybe too early or that bad things happen to us. I don't believe that that's God's will anymore. What I believe is that that is us living life on life's terms. And the other thing I talked about was, um, um, you know, I've done it too. I've done it so many times, but why God? Why now? Why me? Why her? You know, why did this person have to die? Why did this suffering have to happen? Why did this person have to get sick? And then um, my reframe was not why God, but well, that's life and life is finite and we are finite beings. We are here for a certain amount of time. We don't know how long we have or what's going to happen. And illness and death are a part of life. It's not a part that we enjoy or like. Um, I'm sure we'd all like to deal without it. Um, I don't think we'd all like to live forever though. But Anyway, that's a whole other topic, but that was one of the things that had helped me reframe that and then come to terms with uh, a God that I could, I could feel actually did love me, a yeah. God that I could trust and a God that I could rely on. Um, and then the other part of it was taking step three and breaking it down. Because uh, I used to think that in step three, I don't know where I got this idea or this notion, that I had to um, define and understand and know what's God's will for me. And I was like, that's fucking impossible. I, yeah. You're right. It is impossible, right? I'm not God. I don't know what God's will for me is. And I don't think I ever will. But it says, made a decision to turn my will and my life. And uh, I had it explained to me that my will is my thoughts and my feelings. That's my will. The yeah. things I think, the things that I feel, uh, usually led to the actions and how I behaved. And those are the things that I'm being asked to make the decision about to turn over to my higher power. So, um, yeah, my, my will, will is thoughts and feelings and my life is the actions that follow from it. So that's what I now understand and turn over to God. And that helped a lot because I got, I would trip over, well, how do I know what God's will is for me? I don't fucking know. That's okay. You don't have to know. No. Are you, are you willing to just turn it over. If we knew God's will for us, we would be God. Exactly. I also like what that person said, and I have to think about it because I 
think there's an added element for me. God doesn't take, he receives. But I also believe that God gives. I believe that he gives love and gives mercy and gives grace. But that's an act of giving out, whereas the loss of something is taking. So the loss of a life, for example, would be a taking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, for me, I believe God gives and receives, but I, do, I don't believe he takes. And he one of the will, older gentlemen said something like that tonight, right? He read a lot from the big book. I his, liked that. I and, liked the grounding at the, basically at the end in the big book. Mm-hmm. This is what it says about 10. He talked about getting our will back. I've heard that so long ago, but when he said it, I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. How we give our will up to God, and then after we've done all the work, we get it back in 10, and we have to use it. The proper use of will, he talked about yes, that in the big book. which is praying, which is, it, he was reading Service. from step 10 or step 11. Step 10 and step 11. Yeah. Yeah. And he talked about receiving. Uh, that was something that he had talked about personally, was that when someone was taken from him, it helped his perspective when he looked at it, instead of being someone being taken from me, that God was receiving that loved one. Mm-hmm. So that helped him. Um, yeah, it was a great meeting. So I almost forgot that Karen was here because she stopped She's being sleeping. so loud. And I think it's because she fell asleep. Yeah. It's time so to do her makeup. So we're in a hotel room. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> oh, she just raised her hand. She's okay. awake. It's time for makeup. We had an Airbnb, which turned out to be a bit of a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a Blair Witch basement. Cat piss. There was mold and cat pee mm-hmm. abounding. Dirty and, clothes on the floor next uh, to the washer was, and dryer. I don't think we could have, sl- I couldn't have slept there. Yeah. So we then saw another Airbnb managed by the same person in a different location under a fucking bridge. <laughs> and I'm just like, what are we, trolls? Go. You know what? We're going to pass. Yeah. So now we're at a beautiful, clean, bright, welcoming Hampton yes. Inn. With our adjoining our adjoining rooms. We got the snores in one room. Four of us <laughs> together. Yeah. And we're going to do another podcast with our very special guests, our our friends Karen and Sharon. Our besties. Yes. The rhyming. Karen and Sharon. The bestie show. <laughs> and uh, we don't have our soundtrack, so you don't get to hear, ah, 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 whatever that soundtrack is oh. at the beginning. <laughs> Julie climaxing at the beginning of every show. <laughs> Wish she'd stop doing that. Um, but we're going to have them join us. And I don't know if we're going to do another one tonight or if we're going to do this next one live from the porch. The porsche Of Dr. Porch. Bob's. Porsche. Porsche. That'd be nice if we did the one live from Dr. Porsche. Bob. Well, if you've been in Dr. Bob's basement, you see that big life-size picture of him with his car. He loved his cars. Yes. Loved and we're going to plan on being there at 11 a.m. That would be really awesome if uh, maybe we could get some people who are walking up the steps and see if they want to sit down for a little chit-chat. That'd be great. I wanted to do that. And uh, yeah, so anyway, if you're listening and you're in Akron, Ohio, you know where we'll be on the 26th of June. Yes. 11 a.m. Dr. Bob's Porch. We'll see you there. Yeah. Tomorrow on Two Sober Chicks. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. Thanks a lot for joining us. Have a great 24.